Hi, I'm Sanera Madani, and I'm a mom of two, a daughter of an immigrant and an unlikely entrepreneur who went from scaling an idea to a billion dollar business. Yes, a billion dollar business. Along the way, I learned that less than 2% of female founders ever hit 1 million in revenue. And I became obsessed on a mission to change that. I believe that there is so much gatekeeping in business knowledge and that we as female entrepreneurs should be learning from other female founders and leaders who have broken the statistics. Since I never went to CEO school, I've had to learn it all the hard way, but you shouldn't have to because we believe that you deserve to have it all. And honestly, nothing bad happens when women make more money. Grab a seat because class is officially in session. Welcome to CEO School. Hey everyone, it's Sanira here. CEO School is brought to you by the HubSpot Podcast Network, the audio destination for business professionals. We are part of a family of shows designed to help professionals listen, learn, and grow by providing access to the world's leading B2B podcasts like Being Boss, hosted by Emily Thompson. Being Boss is an exploration of not only what it means, but what it takes to be boss as a creative business owner, freelancer, or side hustler. I recently enjoyed listening to Emily share her five top tactics for achieving a good work-life flow, whatever that looks like for you. Listen to Being Boss wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, welcome to CEO School Podcast. I'm your host, Sanira Madani, and I'm so excited to share something really different with you today on the podcast and honestly for the next three episodes. So I actually just finished our CEO School experience, which we do once a year, and we were actually working on 2023 planning. We had 5,000, 5,000 women entrepreneurs sign up and come join us through all places of the world digitally. So I led a workshop online helping female entrepreneurs really think about 2023 and how to effectively plan your 2023. Part of the experience on day one, I covered your annual operating plan and really creating a proper financial forecast that is tangible, how I create my financial forecast and my plan, and actually creating a plan that you don't just stick in a drawer, that you achieve through the year. And then on day two, we went through, which was our profit playbook, which was on day one. And then on day two was our people playbook. On once you have 2023 kind of financial goals, um, your high level planning done, how do you actually get the team that then supports those goals? And so many entrepreneurs that came had contractors or were solopreneurs or maybe had small teams. Some even came that had large teams. But we broke down our exact people playbook. So everything that you need to hire and scale your team members. All these workshops were designed for scaling in 2023. And our final workshop uh, was on your roadmap to 2%. So less than 2% of female founders ever break a million in revenue. And that's exactly why we started the podcast and created all of our programming was to break that statistic. And so for 2023, once you have your financial forecast and plan in place, once you've done your 2022 retrospective, and I guide you through all of this, we understand who your A players are and what team, like what you need for your dream team to achieve these goals. And the last part of the module on day three, we do the major strategic projects that you need for 2023. So you break down what is the exact roadmap that you need to actually achieve the best 
2023 that you have ever had. And after that, I really wanted to make sure that you guys all had access to this as well. So we are, I'm going to, for the podcast, our podcast manager is taking the workshop and creating it into an audible format, but we're also going to link the actual training into the show notes. So you can also catch it live. So you can listen wherever you are listening from and, um, and, you know, actually get the workbooks and playbooks with the links in the show notes. So I can't wait for you guys to watch and see and hear these three days were so, so powerful. And we just think you're going to learn so much and hopefully it helps you plan your 2023 next year. And we are actually opening up doors to the CEO school program, which starts in January. And so we were welcoming the new cohort into a 12 week accelerator with me as your coach, 12 weeks of, of coaching live, our six heavy packed um, training uh, uh, program, which is going to be on six different modules for scale. So I lead you through that in day three, and it is so powerful, so fantastic. I can't wait to bring it to you um, into the show. And I can't wait for you to join us in the start of the new year. If you've been listening to the show and you've been following along on our journey, it is time for you to come actually join CEO School. And this is CEO School, and I cannot wait for you to come join us uh, in January and enroll in our new cohort and our new class for 2023 so that you can crush your exact goals for the entire year. I hope you enjoy the episodes. First, what I want you to do, sit back in your chair. Okay, so I don't like to start. I want you guys to relax and really just, we're going to get a recording of this. You don't have to capture everything perfectly. We're going to do this for the next three days, and then I promise you, you're going to have an opportunity to come into CEO school actually, which is, I'm hoping this is why you're all here. So this is just going to be a tiny sliver of tapes, but we're going to bring it all, whether you come in or not into the community, but at the end, you're going to get an opportunity to come join us officially in CEO school. So I'm super, super excited. I want you to be fully present though. So first, what I want you to do is silence your cell phones, turn everything, put your your desktop on, on uh, do not disturb. Okay. Grab a pen and a notebook. And I want you to breathe. Like I really want you to just put your shoulders back and relax and just enjoy. Okay. And be fully, fully present. And I want you to close your eyes for a quick second. And I want you to think about your next year, 2023. Okay. Imagine you at your highest self, waking up in the morning, having this incredible morning routine, making sure everything in your life just feels however it needs to, your home, whether you're walking into your office, whether it's your workout, whatever, like whatever your morning needs to look like, imagine that morning and that flow you're going through in that morning. You pick up your journal And then you sit down for a five-minute journal session, which is my absolute favorite thing to do every single day. Trust me, I'm going to get you hooked on journaling. And you're just having your cup of coffee or your tea, and everything just feels calm and collected. And it feels under control. And you haven't opened up your laptop or your phone, and there's probably a million things that are taking place in your business or the demands of life, but you're fully present. And you're truly at your best, highest self. And you come into your work, whatever that looks like, whether that's your 
physical office, whether that's you on your kitchen counter, and you open up your laptop, and everything is happening for you. Your business is running smoothly. You open up a dashboard, and you have all the information that you need for your business to make decisions as a CEO. Your team is functioning, right? And there's not fires that you're putting out. You're coming in to receive the information that you need and everything is organized. Everything is collected. Everything is concise. There's nobody wasting your time. And when you go into your team channel, everyone's functioning. They've already had their morning scrum. They already have their priorities set for the day. Oh, oh, and you have a team, right? You have this amazing team, whether it's one person or 10 people or 100 people. But everybody is doing their part for the whole. And you look at your dashboard and you see things in the green. And this week, if you take a look at your calendar and everything just feels in line with your energy, you are operating in your zone of genius. You look at your calendar and there are not things that are just pulling at you, things that you don't like doing. You're working on the things that absolutely bring you joy. And you're living at your highest power. Your business is running and your life is running. What would that feel like? How does that feel for you? I'd love to hear from you in the chat. What does that feel like for you? And for those that are going to be on audio listening to this, you could just say it out loud. I know for me, I never thought that that moment was possible. Everything always felt chaotic. I always felt pulled in a million directions. Peaceful, freeing, calm. It feels real, balanced, relaxed, powerful. It feels like it should feel. I love that. This is what our women are saying in the chat right now. Empowering, more peace. Feels perfect. There's no such thing as perfect. But it feels as close to as it's going to be. Feels like a dream. Full. Confident. Operating in my highest purpose. What I want you to know for each and every single one of you, it's achievable. That life that you're envisioning in your head is possible. You just have to design it that way. One of my most favorite quotes is she designed a life she loved. Designed. It is on purpose, right? It, it won't just happen for you. We have to take action to create that life for us, that business for us that operates at this level of energy that we want. And this is exactly my goal for you for 2023. And I want for the entrepreneurs here today, that 2023 vision, my goal is to make that a reality for you in 2023. Okay, and that is what I can promise you is that we're gonna do it together. We're gonna outline it. We're gonna make sure that it serves you in the way that you want it to be served. And we're going to design that life. And I promise you, it is totally, totally achievable. I'm a living, breathing example of it. And don't just take me for it, right? Because I know you look at me and you're like, you have all the resources, you have everything. I didn't, right? I just now am reaping all the fruits of my labor. 
It's been 10 years. It took me 10 years to get here. I don't want it to take you 10 years. Every single year, every single cohort that goes through CEO school, it's not just today we're going to do all business, okay? Next two days, we're going to do all business. But that is not my mission here. It's not just business. It's work-life integration for you. And we have hundreds of examples just like you, thousands of examples just like you, CEOs living their best life when we put our pen to paper for it and actually make those dreams happen. So with that, Laura, I know I took a minute to get us all in that right feel. That's the energy that I want to bring into the next three days. That's the mindset that we're bringing. This is not the space for our, like the bro culture that's out there in business. This is the opposite of what I wanted to create. I want for you to be here as your whole, most authentic, most vulnerable, best self. Okay. And I want you to always be in this energy. And this is the energy that like we're going to bring. And it's going to be calm. And it's going to be, and there's going to be crazy. I'm going to throw a lot at you. But when I'm going to give you all this information today, so today we are going to be talking about our financial forecasting. I don't want it to overwhelm you. So my goal over the next hour is to give you an incredible workshop on how we're going to actually plan your finances and your financial forecasting for 2023 to create the business plan that you want to achieve. Okay. And that is we're going to run through how we're going to get there, all the details, but I want you to always come back to the center. I don't want it to overwhelm you. Okay. My goal is to give you all the resources. And if you just leave with one nugget that you can apply, I feel like I've done my job. Okay. And you can come back to this workshop again and again. And we've got, I don't know, dozens of others that you're going to get access to, if not more. And so when you come in part of our community, but I just want to show you what it's like. And I want you to take away one key takeaway. And even just now, even just that takeaway of designing that vision, we can come back to that as well. So now, Laura, I'm ready to get started to teach our forecasting. Amazing. So Sanira went totally off script, so we're jumping straight to slide 13 because she was all up that on the fly, lady. Okay. <laughs> so here's what's happening in your current state today in your business, right? And when I'm sharing this on the live, I'd love for you to know like, yep, that's me. So I want to know your feedback. I see all of this happening here. So your current state is that you actually don't know your numbers. And I know that many will, many of you will say, well, I know exactly my numbers, but do you really Right. So it's I feel like the one thing that I've seen after mentoring, I don't know, thousands of entrepreneurs thus far in the last like three years now, I think it's been over 3000 specific entrepreneurs is that we put our we think we know the numbers, but it's always lagging. It's at the end of the month or end of the quarter. How many of you guys actually feel like you have a grasp on your KPIs and numbers? And so you're currently you don't know your numbers. Two, it's not just about knowing the exact numbers. You're not measuring it for growth. So something that it's not about the lagging end of the metrics. It's also about seeing what's happening in real time, getting that current state information so you can actually measure what you need to drive success. And when you actually look forward, right, you're lacking that visibility into where you need to go right? And so that's something that's so important for 2023. I want you to have a plan in place. We call it like my Bible at Stacks is my annual operating plan. When you have a, a board of directors, you agree on a plan and you have to achieve that plan. There is no if, fans or buts or this happened and Omicron happened and 
the great resignation happened and you didn't sign that customer, you didn't get that partnership, it's on you. The buck stops on, on you as a CEO. In my Bible is my annual operating plan. And when I have my annual operating plan, it's broken out that's really consistent, right? So I understand where my history is so that I can create a plan that's actually achievable. Just because my board says we're going to have 60% growth next year, that might not be realistic for my business, right, based on my historics. And so you want to drive consistency in 2023. And when you look at your previous year, I'd love to know how many years of business you guys have been in, but you can use your historics. And even if you don't have historics, you can use your gut. But what I see entrepreneurs do is say, oh yeah, we're gonna have X amount of sales. But what does that actually mean? Where is the predictability in your seasons, right? Is Are these are these numbers actually achievable? Once you achieve them, where can we stretch them to drive optimization? But in your annual operating plan, you're going to get forecastable financials. So you're gonna have an actual plan in place that is predictable, that will drive consistency in your business. And you're gonna be able to actually say, okay, in Q2, based on how we've done it in Q1, this is actually where we're going to be. So it's actually gonna give you always a foresight into your business. And a really, a great plan is forecastable, right? That's like the most important thing. I want you guys to have a plan when you leave here after this three-day experience, we're gonna, if you stay till the end also, we have our templates for you. So every every single day, you're gonna get some amazing freebies. And for those that are listening on audio, we're gonna link everything in all the show notes and wherever you're listening in from. So um, you have to have a plan that is forecastable to understand what the year will hold ahead, Okay. And then secondly, it's not just about setting the plan, right? It's about setting actually the right goals. So understanding, you know, from a realistic standpoint, as well as from a stretch standpoint, you don't want to just say, okay, realistically, we did 500,000 this year, 100,000 this year, a million dollars this year, so that next year, we're just going to double it. Like, where does that actually come from? And that's what I see a lot of entrepreneurs do. They just say, oh, yeah, we're going to, we're going to, you know, get to 10 million next year. Well, how, right? So what are the right growth goals? And that's going to be based on your current metrics, based on the market, based on even your team, right? And so this plan that we're going to create is not just going to be a tops down plan from yours for like a you as a CEO. You're going to get your team involved to make sure that we do have the right growth plans in place. So you understand, hey, you know what? This last year we did 500,000. And after doing all of our assessments, we saw that our busiest season was in Q3. And so we saw that this this worked and we're going to double double down here and i think we're going to be able to take that quarter and we might be able to you know do drive 50% more in that quarter and maybe 10% more across the other quarter so that puts our year at a $750,000 year for the year right so we can have actual tangible growth goals based on our aop uh altogether and then lastly it's going to be about focusing on execution. There's no such thing, and you're gonna hear me say this again, as a million dollar idea, only a million dollar execution. A plan is only a plan, right? Um, that you don't wanna make a plan that's gonna sit in a drawer. How many of you guys have created a division board or created a plan and you do it, you put all this energy into it and then you never look at it again? I'm gonna pause right here. Cause that's what we do. We get really excited, we put in the work and then we stick it in a drawer right? That is not what we want for next year. I want this plan to be your Bible and we're going to focus on actual execution, right, of that plan. It's also all about accountability, right? Because what got you here 
won't get you to the next level. And I guarantee that. Okay. So something a little bit about my story. Um, I, I don't know if you know this, but as I was scaling, scale kind of hit really fast for us uh, in 2014. So I started the business uh, probably a year before in 2013. And we got incorporated and like my team started to form in 20, 2014 early on. We started building out our technology. And then there was a, a viral article in Fast Company, front page Fast Company online. And it was titled, Meet the Woman Trying to Change the Credit Card Industry. And I was not prepared for what was going to take place. And what happened was it was 10x everything. Our website crashed. We had one phone system. Like we had people calling in. We had to get phones installed. We had no actual systems in place. Like we didn't have a customer CRM system. We didn't have a project management system. We didn't have a ticketing system. Like we had so much opportunity. And guess what happened to me? We didn't capture it. We were frantic. We were just trying to get stuff together. It was still the greatest thing that happened to us, but it was honestly one of the worst things that happened to us. And the greatest part of it, I would say what came out was the lesson, right? And my biggest lesson was that I never wanted us to be in a position that we were not prepared for scale. And that next year in 2015, literally our thematic goal, which by on day three, I'm going to teach you guys on what the thematic goal of like 2023 is going to be. We had one goal and it was 10x scalability. And we ripped apart every system we had to ensure that if today we were onboarding 10 customers a month, but when we're going to onboard 100, right, that our systems would be able to support that. When we were doing X, if we did 10X, we were doing transactions, right? If we were doing 10X the transactions, that I would support that. And guess what? Every single year, we take a look at this and we 10X our next level. And so truly, what gets you from zero to five figures is not what's going to take you from five to six. It's definitely doesn't what, it's not what it's going to take you from six to seven and seven to eight and beyond. It's supposed to break, right? And it was, that's one of the biggest lessons that I have for you is that it's okay. I don't want you to feel bad. Like if your systems are breaking, if you don't have that team in place, if you don't have an AOP in place, if you don't have the right systems around you, it's okay. It's what got you here. But now we're going to level up, okay? And we're going to make sure that you have the right infrastructure around you to support you on this next journey, for especially for 2023. So this next cohort of CEO School is all going to be focused on 2023. And today in this lesson, one, you're going to learn the most important factors to actually plan for 2023. Um, to why building an annual operating plan is so important. Like, why is this the Bible? And why do I believe this is super, super important for your business? And three, we're going to actually show you how to build an AOP. Even if you haven't heard of it, I'm going to call it AOP because that's for short, but it's your annual operating plan. And we're going to create it. So we're going to create your 2023 AOP and forecast. Are you guys ready? Yeah, you are. Okay, so what is an AOP? So an annual operating plan is honestly a tangible document, right? It notates your financial and uh, it notates your financial resources, right? Which includes your team, assets, um, your um, your sales forecasts, all of the things. It's your one financial strategic document, and it is like it's a spreadsheet. Okay, so at the end of the day, what it is, it's um, a sheets or an Excel spreadsheet 
that gives you your plan for the year, which allows you to honestly create the day-to-day frameworks that you need to actually carry on your objectives, right? So it is your one worksheet, one tab, one pager, right? That's going to show, you know, January through December by your tabs, right? And it's going to have all the things, your predictions on your sales, by product, your cost of goods, what are your actual, um, you know, what are your actual um, personnel expenses, your team expenses. So it's not just your profit and loss. It's also a strategic plan. And so the AOP is three things. One, it's consistent with the goals ahead. So it's not just, let's just take what's last year and then throw a random number on it and say, we're going to grow by 30% and like call it a day. That's not what this is. And that's how I've seen, that's, that's like, that's what I've seen a lot of entrepreneurs create plans like. That's not what we're going to do here. We're going to be strategic about the plan. So we're going to have an actual AOP that's predictable. Your AOP is also, it takes feedback, right? So it's not a document that you as a CEO just get to create and call it a day or my board gets to create and call it a day. It is actually a document that is collaborative with your team, with your investors, with your constituents. And maybe if you don't have those things right now, we're going to be the one to provide you feedback here as well right? But it takes feedback. Why does it take feedback? Because sometimes when we're looking at something so hard, we're only looking at it from one note, right? So it's so important for you to actually say, yeah, you want to have a 30% growth plan or 100% growth plan, but what does your team actually say? Like, does it actually, is this realistic? What were your conversions like, right? So it actually takes into account historics as well as feedback up and down from the company. And then three, your AOP is pretty robust, Right. So we're going to have a high level template at the end that we're going to share with you uh, that you can fill in. But this is not the end all be all like uh, resource. Right. I want you to take that as the template and then create what you need for your business. Right. And so it needs to be robust. Right. And it needs to have all the pieces in there to make sure it captures um, what is right for your business. And the why. I mean, I honestly don't think I need to share more about the why. I think you guys are all bought in on why this is important. Honestly, planning is critical, especially for a business, every business, right? Even right now, even we didn't, we, we have the resources, but especially for a young business or a business that um, is starting and scaling, right? You have to be mindful of your time. You have to be mindful of the company's resources and you have to be strategic enough to make the right bets and to say, you know what, we're going to take a risk here. We're going to double down here. We're going to scale back here because honestly, this product, we did a lot, but honestly, the margins weren't great last year. So it is critical, right? And it is it is the right plan in place to show you the why. It's also your roadmap, right? That's what your AOP is. It is a roadmap to success and you're always checking back in to say, how are we doing against our AOP? And the AOP is a document that is shared through the company. Everybody knows what the plan is. And as CEOs, and especially as female CEOs, we tend to carry everything ourselves. How many of you guys feel everything falls on you? The biggest advice that I can give you is ask for help. You don't have to do this alone. Why do we feel like we we have to, and, and honestly, even if you can figure it out, why do you need to figure it out by yourself? My biggest I would say quality of success is that I ask for help and I'm strategic in putting myself in the right rooms, asking for the right like mentors, putting myself around the right people, right? And asking my team as well. So you don't need to carry all that water, right? 
we don't need to be the ones to carry that water. We can share that with the people around us and the team around us to help us get there, right? And that's the AOP. It's your roadmap to success. It's your opportunity to create the right goals for the company and to actually achieve them. When was the last time you heard someone say, it's almost too easy when talking about a piece of tech? Probably never, right? Because tech usually isn't easy. Tech is usually too complicated, too busy, and too frustrating when it should honestly be plain and easy. HubSpot CRM platform is ridiculously easy to learn, use, and love, and trust me because I use it every day. That's because HubSpot is handcrafted, sophisticated system designed for the way teams actually work, not a bunch of cobbled together tools that don't speak to each other. With a suite of powerful tools that seamlessly connect to your teams and customizable hubs that you can add or subtract as you grow, it's not almost too easy to use. It's easy to use, period. Learn how HubSpot can help your business grow better at HubSpot.com. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder. But getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. So first and foremost, the how, right, is going to be, um, it's honestly, we're going to start with creating our, um, our big goals and visions, right? So where are you going? How will you get there? And let's start there, right? So we want to start with our high level goals. So you can, you can always tailor back your uh, AOP if you're like, hey, that's not achievable. But if you were like, you know what, we are a six figure business and we are going to be a... Um, you know, we're at 200,000 and by next year we want to be at 500,000 or we're at 500,000 and we're definitely going to cross the million dollar mark next year. So I want you to think about the big financial goals, but it's not just about the financial goal. Why is that important? What are the bigger goals for the company? Right? So it's not just about the top line number. Is it, do you want to drive more impact? Right? So I want you to think about the actual vision that you have and not just make it all about the numerics, right? So something that I believe heavily, it's, it's always people over profit. It's about my vision over the profit. It's about my energy over the profit. And so I want you to keep that in mind. But let's just start off with first being like, okay, we're going to take our $500,000 business and turn it into a million dollar business. Second thing we're going to do is if, if we're basing it off of our number, we're going to create actual tangible business sales goals that are in line with our budget, that are in line with our historics. So, and I'm going to give examples of CEO school here shortly. And then third, we're going to do forward forecasting. So based on our actual sales targets, right, we're then going to do our forecast, but we're also going to do uh, KPI tracking, right? And we're also going to talk about what it takes to get there from a team resource and people standpoint. So we're going to run through all four of these. So let's start with forward forecasting. So one, it's important for us to get the right data, right? So the first actionable step is let's do a retrospective on 2022. 
So this is something that I always do a retrospective every single quarter is to look back and all of these tools that you're going to learn. And I promise you, once you're going to get into the habit of them, they're going to become so ingrained in your in your DNA of your company. So first, let's do a retrospective of 2022. What worked in 2022 and what didn't work? And be honest. Not the bullshit answer, not the I could do answer. What actually worked and what didn't work? Ask your team. What didn't work from an energy standpoint? What was super draining that you're like, I honestly don't think I want to do that again? Or we should scale that back. What was surprising in 2022 that you see opportunity and you're like, man, I think that that could be a winner for next year. You have to take into account also your overall like metrics, right? So the data, what is your top line revenue? Um, Gross sales, and we want to do it by product. And so if you have done any of my workshops before, something that I'm going to teach you through um, the course and through the program is going to be how to diversify your products stream. Laura, if I can go back just one second. So I want you to create your revenue, top line revenue by product and by month. And you might have months that you don't have a product sale, or you might just have one product and you might only sell it twice a year. So whatever it looks like for your business is how I want you to do it. If you are a new business and you don't have any of this data, I want you to create an estimate, right? But I don't want you to overestimate. So I really want you to think about what are your products, what are your predicted sales, and use your gut um, um, in that. Second, I want you to look at, so top line revenue by product by month, and then we're going to actually look at your expenses as well within that. So what is the net revenue? So you have your top line revenue, but what were the actual costs that it took to get there, right? Um, And I'll share examples with you on items that are like, that you might be like, oh my God, actually, you think you're doing so much in revenue from it, but the expenses are really expensive to run that product. Third, I want you to think about cost in a couple different formats. So first, I want you to think about recurring costs, which are payroll, your teams, your softwares, your tools. And then I want you to think about one-time costs. And a lot of the times we put down recurring costs as part of our business and we do like our P&L or like high-level financial planning. And we actually forget how many one-time costs we do have through the year. So this is your opportunity to do a 2022 retrospective, put that down to then utilize in the next spreadsheet, which I'm about to show you. And yes, if you are, and this applies to every industry. So if you're a product-based business um, that's actually physical products, your product would be a physical product. If you are a service-based business, your product would be your service, right? So, and if you have multi-level products, if you have um, like a retail store that has like a lot of products, like you could group them into categories. So you want to have, you don't want to overwhelm yourself with like a million products, but categories of products. Um, and so here's like an example, right? So a 2022 on this spreadsheet, um, and we're going to share this with you guys. You would literally plug in and we have, if you guys are in the Facebook group, please be sure to get into the Facebook group. We have coaches also in the Facebook group that, um, you can ping and ask questions with, um, but we're gonna put in, this was a year, this was the month, and this was the product, and we'll categorize the product names, the price of the product, and honestly, the amount that you sold. And so this is like part one of it. Part two is also the expense category. You'll do the same thing. Again, these are templates that you can use. You can create literally your own sheet that's replicated like this that works for you, but I'm showing you the how, okay? Um, we have somebody says, I love the clarity. Yes, this is a lot of details, but I really want you to have them. And you can apply this like in your own spreadsheet, but we'll share it all with you. 
And our Facebook group will be linked. I'll link it again here so you have the Facebook group to join. Now, once you have your historics, the second thing we're going to do is forward forecasting, right? So forward forecasting is all about your growth goals, right? Prediction and the future. So I want you to think about the timeline for 2023, okay? So we're going to take the first part. Think of it almost like a transparency sheet that are, I don't know, I was in school and our teachers used to use those. I don't think those are like existent anymore. That goes over your forecast plan. And your 2023 is going to be based on the 2022, but I want you to tweak it now, right? And let's think about timeline. Something that I do that I recently started to do is I'm taking the month of July off. It was my first year that I decided to do this. It was game changer. And you might not be in a position in your business yet, but that could be a goal, right? And it could be that there might not be a a sales launch that's taking place in particular months because maybe you're launching every single month or you have sales every single month or campaigns that maybe it's just quarterly, right? So this allows you to assess like what took place and be optimize that plan, right? So you can optimize when you're actually going to be um, forward pulling these sales, pushing out these sales, seeing what it looks like if you remove or add, And then when you're forecasting, it's also important for you to pick areas to challenge yourself on, right? And so when you're doing that retrospective and looking at it by product, by margin, you could say, fantastic, this was just one of our most incredible products and I would love to do it, do this launch again, or I would love to offer that sale again. Why is it only on Black Friday, right? Like, can we take that offer and pull it into um, March for spring cleaning and then do it for Black Friday? I don't know. You can think about things in that way. And there's a comment in here, math gives me anxiety. I promise you it won't. It is not hard. And we have to get ourselves out of that mentality. So I'm going to call you out on this. We have to choose our heart. This is business. Okay. You are a CEO, right? We're all CEOs here. And I want you to level up. CEOs don't say, this is hard, I'm not going to do it, right? Or this is, no, there's going to be things that we're not going to be great at, but doesn't mean that we don't know how to do them or that we we just completely ignore it. These are critical for your business and you doing it and you understanding is so, so critical. So I want all of us to like, we're here. That's why CO School is here to support you and we're going to change that mentality and we're going to change that mindset and we are going to own it. We can have amazing accountants and bookkeepers and everyone to support us. If finances are not your zone of genius, they don't have to be. But creating a plan that's designed for your life, we have to own it. All right, so here is a template right here. Um, And this is based on, again, current products. You put in the products, you put in the unit price, and it actually annualizes your revenue. So when you plug it in, it'll actually show you, based on the product category, right, what was the actual annual revenue of the business? And by product. And I love this exercise because it pulls in the expenses that you categorize in the first part and it actually shows you the profitability on your product line, okay? It will show you what percentage of your business actually comes from the right area. So if you look at this example worksheet right here, five, six product, five, six, and seven on this worksheet literally account for like 70% of the business. So Let's take a look at all the energy that's being drained on the other ones. Maybe those products have to go and we double down on those products or can those be consolidated, right? So that's how using our 2022 is going to help us plan for our 2023. And then the next step is the projection, 
okay? So this is where the fun part comes in, and I really want you to trust your gut, okay? I am telling you that just by joining CEO school, we're going to increase your plan by whatever you're thinking, you're going to increase it by 10%. And that is, like, that's a given. I want you to challenge yourself, but I want you to also be realistic for next year. I'm not saying that we're not going to hit $10 million for next year. Maybe you can absolutely do it based on your historics and based on uh, the resources that you have, right? But I want you to create a plan that's a, like that is challenging but doable. And I want you to have a stretch plan in there. What I personally hate, and this is just my style in creating plans, I want to hit a plan. I want to hit, I, there's not one year, 10 years in business that I've created an AOP. We put a lot of time. It takes us, it took us this last time, an entire quarter to do 2023 planning for stacks. But our company is at a different size. But we actually, I always spend the time to do this exercise. And there is not one time that I have never not hit my plan. Sometimes it looks different, right? Based on products or wherever else, but we always get there. And so I always create a plan that's challenging, doable, that I feel confident in. And I give it and I give it room so that I can challenge my team as well because I want to push. There isn't one year in business that I've been in that we haven't doubled revenue, right? This year, again, like I said, we just crossed 100 million in recurring revenue, we didn't, we didn't just get there, right? We got there with action. We got there with the right plan. And I knew last year going into it, that is what we're going to hit. And we did it. And we were literally not even off by like 3%. That's how close I come into my plan, even at this stage. And so I want you guys to create a plan that is going to be, we're going to do it. And that's what we're going to hold accountable. We're, we're going to hold this accountable for ourselves, right? For our teams, and it's going to be a plan that works because it's based on amazing data. So now, part three is all about optimizing. And this is where your gut really, really comes in. Okay, so I really want you to think about optimizing your plan. And we're going to help you do it, right? Let's think about what are some pivots that you might need to take. Now, based on the data that you have, it might make sense for you to combine a product or service or create bundles for your physical products, or completely remove a product, right? And it might make sense for you to think about pricing. Pricing is one of the most strongest levers that we have in a business. And every single year, we should be thinking about pricing. Now, I hate when I see coaches tell you just double your price or increase your price. No, that's not what we're gonna do here. There might be an opportunity for you to increase your price if your value is increasing, right? And that's what we're going to look at our offers to say, is our value increasing? Can we increase our price and do less in volume, but this is a, a much better product for our customer? And so pricing optimization is super important. You might also have it where you have a product that you might need to discount the pricing for, that you aren't actually selling through what you're thinking about selling through. And there might be optimizing based on what's taking place in the marketplace. And so pricing is huge when it comes to your plan and getting not only your gut read on it, but the market read on it as well. So something that I like to do when I'm sitting down to do pricing, um, and before I get into that tip, lastly, it's also about deleting, right? Deleting, do not uh, take lightly the power of no or getting rid of. 
when you get rid of things, it allows for more opportunity for your energy, your team's energy, and the time to be on the right products. If you saw that example, 70% of revenue was literally coming on um, like three products. If I was sitting with that founder, I would say, let's let's see what we can consolidate back here and go focus on those three. Because even though it, it might only be 5% of the revenue and you're not willing to give up that 50K, your team is spending, like if you look at 70% of revenue is coming from these three, they're, they're probably spending 50% of their time. And the other 50% of the time is, is being spent on the 30% that doesn't, like that's not bringing in the revenue. So what would happen if we took that energy and put it on the right product? So don't discount uh, the power of no or deleting. And then lastly is the price point, right? So um, as I mentioned, it's our biggest leverage. There's a lot of questions on how can we think differently about pricing models. We have an entire module in the course specifically on pricing, pricing optimizations. I will be leading you live through the workshops uh, when the time comes for that. Uh, and so we actually take a look at all of the different pricing, but use your gut, right? And second step, the, the tip I was gonna give you, you do not have to reinvent the wheel. Take a look at industry averages, right? What's happening with your competitors? It's a great, it's not, I'm not saying that we need to do what our competitors are doing, but it's important to have a pulse on what the marketplace um, is offering. So you can always pin it back to the value that you're doing. Uh, and that is also a good starting point. It should not be the, the thing that dictates our pricing, but it's good information for us to support our pricing strategy. Lastly, and I'm going to breathe now, come back into the calm. It is all about focus, right? We can't do, we can do a lot of things. We don't want to do all a lot of the things. We don't want to be everything to everyone. That is not the way to win in the, the energy battle, the successful, scalable business battle. If you're doing everything for everyone, you're going to be exhausted. Your team's going to get exhausted and you're not going to be able to scale everything for everyone. So having like owning your products and really being focused on your value proposition and getting focused on your niche, getting focused on the product, getting focused on your value proposition is super, super important because who wants a Chinese menu, right? Nobody wants the, you know, or cheesecake factory menu as I like to call it, right? We want to go to a place that's, you know, um, you know, that gives us that energy when we walk in that feels more, even though, even though they might have their systems in place, that feels more custom, that feels of higher value, that helps us in decision making. When I open up a menu at the Cheesecake Factory, like that's not the place, that's not the products and services that I'm buying, right? I want people who are specialized. When I'm buying a product, a service, I want to go to a place that the, like whatever, whether it's a physical product I'm buying, whether it's a service that I'm buying, I want it to feel like that level of experience. And it, I want to feel like that company feels focused, right? That they are experts in what they do, that they're owning that. And so when I look at them, I'm like, yeah, that's exactly what I want because I want the best. I want the person who's doing it for me and makes me feel that way. So you don't want that crazy uh, cheesecake factory menu because your customers are going to get lost and your energy is going to get their energy is going to get lost and your team's energy is going to get lost. And lastly, I do agree with uh, Stacy's commenting on the shiny object syndrome. We have to stop with that. Okay. It's not about distractions. The more focus that we can get, and this is why your AOP is important. This is why we are important here for you is holding you accountable, helping you stay focused. 
It's going to drive so much more success for your company by not saying, oh, shiny object, let's go do that too. Oh, opportunity, let's go do that too. And I get it. I've been in your shoes. You're scrambling. You're figuring it out. You see an opportunity. You see a collaboration. You see this. You see that. And you're like, I want to do it. I want to do it. I want to do it. But it's distracting you from your why. It's distracting you from what your focus is. It's distracting you from your vision is. And we have to stay focused. I call it heads down execution. Do not get distracted. You have to stay heads down in your focus. And that is what makes for a successful company. A successful AOP, a successful CEO is we're not, we're not all over and we're not distracted. That's what everyone does, right, as entrepreneurs. But that's not what we do here at CEO School. So we're in a different, we're, we're in our own league and I'm so excited for you to be here. All right, let's go through some examples. All right, so this particular example, I'm pulling it up on my side. Okay, this example is actually, I'm gonna give an example uh, for CEO school so you guys can see it in real time. This is going to be for a services uh, and digital product company. And we do have merchandise. We do have physical products. So it's kind of like a really good example because we have free products like the podcast. We have physical merchandise. We have um, services like coaching. And then we have um, digital products as well. So it's a really good example to kind of showcase and highlight a few different styles of industries. So hopefully this is this is helpful. And then in the worksheet that you're going to get at the end, there are like this can be applied to like your own uh, verticals as well. So, so our goal was, let's say a seven figure year, and these are not all exact. This is just an example, but I want to use CEO school as the example. Let's say we wanted a seven figure year. We've been at, um, uh, at seven figures for the last three years. We're really, really proud of that. And onto our multi seven figure year this year. So, um, we wanted to have a seven figure year, but we wanted to create a business that fit, that fit my lifestyle. So although we could have scaled CEO school, a lot quicker and faster and done amazing things. I know the playbook for scale and how to scale this. However, I don't have the energy or capacity. I had given that I can only do eight hours a week uh, for CEO school. That was it. So that is the amount of time that I had allocated. And my team will tell you there's not one single minute that I go over on that hour. So I've built a seven-figure, multi-seven-figure business off of eight hours a week. Okay, and that's because... I'm really focused on where I want to go and what my what my lifestyle is and what my goals were. So we created a goal that was in line to what we also wanted to achieve. And uh, that was really important. So what do we need to get there? What does our product suite need to look like? And what do our goals need to become in order to follow through with what we have set? So here, our, this was back in 2020. There's a number, 2020. We had a, uh, we launched the podcast and we had a freebie. It was like a, a guide for a lessons guide for seven lessons to seven figures. And it was a really robust guide. And we had a price point of $37 on the, on the guide. And it was just like an easy digital download. And we thought it was great because it was like, it was just linking to a, you know, it was a, a freebie. So you like, you link it, link it to the landing page. It was all automated and it's like, um, you know, passive income for the company. And so we didn't have to actually sell anything or do anything. 
Um, and so we had a we had a, a gated wall and it was 37 bucks and that's probably what we sold. We sold 200 units. We made $7,000 on the item. And then from the podcast, our members wanted a place to get together. They wanted access to me. They wanted access to our guests. They wanted workshops and classes. So we first created our community, our club, which at the time, the pricing was $99 a month. And uh, we pro- we had sold 250 annual subscriptions to the club, okay? And so that was a pretty significant amount of revenue. So it was 300,000 in annual revenue. It was half of the company, 53% of our revenue came from that product. And then um, on our coaching, so one thing that we learned from that experience was there was seven-figure entrepreneurs or multi-six-figure entrepreneurs that wanted to scale to the 2% club. They wanted to have more access. They wanted a high-level mastermind. And so we had launched our first mastermind, um, which was our 2.0 coaching. And it was a high-ticket item. And it was $250,000 for that particular program. It was for the whole year. And honestly, when I sat down to do the retrospective for next year, I went through it. It was so much energy. Okay. So here's what took place the following year. So Based on our goals last year, we realized that, so one of the things that I realized was although, right, our, um, can you go back to 2021? Is there a 2021 slide? No, it just goes right to 2022. I'll just talk through it. What I realized was 2.0 was amazing, but that level of me taking on those 10 entrepreneurs, I became their like person nonstop, right? And anytime I commit to like that level of entrepreneurs, my energy level was like 100% there. It took a lot of time. Um, I was doing things that were off hours outside of the mastermind. I was doing all the connections. I have a lot of press. Con- I was just doing all the things for these entrepreneurs, which was amazing. And it was so much, it was amazing for them. And it was amazing for me, but I felt like my impact for only 10 people, I wanted to, my goal for SEAL school was to make an impact for 100,000 women. I was never gonna get there by only doing 10 entrepreneurs per year at a high-level mastermind, right? I also learned um, that on the podcast that when we were doing the freebie, right, or doing the the digital download, that honestly was only contributing to like 2% of revenue. It was a $7,500 product. And we decided to make it free, right? So we decided to completely remove the – the podcast, the freebie, and just to, or remove the digital download. And now it became a freebie. And with that, we actually generated. So here's what took place next. So we deleted a product, right? So we deleted a product and and we knew that the club was actually our most scalable platform. It was the one that we were able to give the most uh, value because I could bring in all like so much value to um, – to the members, right? As because I was able to scale it. Because when I show up, whether I show up for 250, like uh, like today, 400, or I show up for 800 of you, my energy and my give is the same. When we bring in an expert, we do a workshop. It's very scalable. So we knew that we had to double down on the club. And what I realized is that instead of it being about the club, instead of it being that one digital membership, what if we scaled our memberships? to meet the entrepreneur at their scale because they're, and I can now impact, I could do this level of coaching based on their level of, of revenue. And so we 
open up a program called The Boardroom, which is only for six-figure entrepreneurs. So if uh, um, once you hit six figures, you can opt into The Boardroom. And that is for like there's multi-cohorts, there's coaches in there, and then I get to coach, but it's specifically pretty much our 2.0 program. But I was able to do eight times the amount of cohorts as I would have from the from the first year, right? And then something that I did miss that I loved to do when I was doing the mastermind was I brought them in person. And so I did, I still wanted to create that experience. But here's the thing with the live events. I could only do them like three weeks, like it was like one time a quarter. Like how much can I do the live event? How many times can I do it, right? And so for me, it's not a scalable uh, product, but I knew that I had capacity and energy and it really, really brought me joy. It's in my zone of genius because I love to coach and teach and just like be in the room and workshop and do that. So we committed to doing three live events um, this year and we sold them out every single one. We were gonna cap it at 20 people and we did that. And it was a really successful product. And so going into this next year, so I'm showing you how we took a half a million dollar business, scaled it to 1.3 million, but I worked less this last year. Same products, just optimized it and brought more value for our customers. And the podcast actually blew up this last year as well. So we went from... Uh, we like up leveled our production, you know, our social media has been really strong and we focused on really creating that free content. Like we were like, let's drive all the value. And we really thought about the funnel, right? And so that's what I really want you to think about also when your product is optimizing, but how can you take your customers? It's not about one time getting the customer. How do you create longevity and lifetime value of that customer? So when you're doing your, and why this applies to you, when you're doing your 2022 retrospective, I want you to think about what's next for your customer. Does she need something else? If she bought the eye cream, does she need the retinol with it? Or if she bought the coaching package, does she need that one-on-one -on -one session with? Like, what are the things that come after in that customer's journey? And so that is something really important to think about. And that's what we always think about is when we do the retrospective is how are we in our customer journey? And we adjust our product suites based on that customer journey. And so going into 2020, uh, 2023, right? Um, and actually this, that was 2021, sorry. The slide that was missing, we added in the course, right? So there was this place, there was this tangible place, a 12-week accelerator that needed to get created. And although it wasn't there, we put in a placeholder for it, right? And it was a one-time product, but it was 12 weeks. And then once people came into that, they were immediate qualifiers into the boardroom, right? And so we kind of completed this next step of the funnel. They're not, they're in the club, but they need that next step right? And they could be either a six-figure entrepreneur, they could be almost a six-figure entrepreneur, or they could be a seven-figure entrepreneur, but they need that, like all the knowledge in the playbooks. We needed a system for that. And so this piece went into the middle of our funnel. And then came the boardroom. And then the final chapter is like the live events, right? The retreats. And hopefully I get to add a conference next year. And that pretty much completes my funnel. And then last piece of it is brand partnerships, which we don't have today. All of this is all done. Um, without anything. So there's an opportunity for us to uh, think about optimi optimizing that and having brand partnerships. So that's, I know what's ahead in my journey, but I didn't have to do everything all at once. So it's important for you to work backwards from your goal to also set your future goals. Every year I leave something on the table to say, I'm going to aspire to that next year. Could I have done it? Yes. 
Would I have completely drained myself out? Probably. And also maybe we wouldn't have had that much success in our other programs because we really focused on getting it right. And we focused so much on getting it right. We actually, um, like we doubled our sales into, into the club as well. We did an amazing opportunity for Black Friday and we offered it for $49. And that product, we're actually gonna keep going. We, we would only open it every quarter. We're gonna keep it open every month for entrepreneurs to join in. But the boardroom, because it's cohort-based, they can only join for the quarter. So we've even thought about how our launch energy is going to be or how our campaign energy is going to be. So I'm giving you all of this because you can apply this exact formula to your spreadsheet, right? So you don't have to have all these products in place. Even if you have one product in place, you can think about what is that next product offering, okay? So unit economics are super important. Your unit economics are really based on, you know, what is it gonna take for that to help you get to the pricing, to help you get to the unit sales. So this is a quick example of how we can do unit economics for your business. So if your annual revenue goal is a million dollars, right? Um, your monthly goal, and this is this is super basic, right? But when was the last time we're actually sitting down to do it and then applying it to our AOP? So monthly, uh, so quarterly. So it's our quarterly goal. We need to do $250,000 uh, from a quarterly standpoint. And let's say that we have our price point or your price point on your product is um, $1,000 for that service. You would need to sell 250 sales goals 250 sales per quarter to achieve that. Now, this is just one example, a very simple example. It's gonna get a little bit, doesn't have to be a super complex, but it pretty much just shows you, I would take this by your product. So you already did the annual side of it. You already have your product goals with it. Now it's just really looking at, hey, can I sell? Can I look at my pricing optimization and maybe tweak the units to figure out how I can get to my sales number? And then lastly, in your workshop uh, worksheet, we also created a pricing calculator for you. You are so welcome. And yes, all of this is absolutely free. Like we just want you guys to have the resources. My absolute dream is for to touch 100,000 businesses. There's 400 of you here live today. There's probably going to be another thousand by this whole workshop is done that we're going to get to check off. And so hopefully you can take this, apply it in your business and come join us in our programs. So, but there is absolutely no pressure. We want to serve you. This is just a taste of what we give you in CEO school. So pricing calculator. It's also in the worksheet and it'll literally help you optimize your pricing. You can play around with it based on your sales goals, your optimized price, and it'll tell you like, hey, will you get there? So now at this point, now that we have a full product suite at CEO school, I can go in and say, great, you know, are there pricing, pricing tweaks that I can do? to go optimize it, to then drive our funnel uh, and, you know, adding in that conference or reducing pricing on uh, on something else. And so that is what we, you, you have this access to this and this can be applied to every single industry type. All right, so just a quick reminder to focus on your energy. We want to do the right things to move the needle. We don't want to do everything, Okay. And so it's super, super important to always keep that top of mind, especially when creating, because we can get really, really excited. Who gets, who's really excited? And they're just like, I want to fire away and I want to plug away and like create like the, you're going to walk away with like 10x the amount of business. I also want you to focus on energy, right? And so that was just an example of the 2.0 mastermind that I broke out and created live events out of it and then created the boardroom out of it. Because I took, that's the same level of content that I was doing, but I was, able to conserve my energy and put it in the right way for scale. 
So number four, okay, is now all about time. Time, as I mentioned, that's why I thank all of you for being here and I really want you to come for the next two days, okay? I want you to commit to it. I want you to block your calendar. These are game changer workshops. Time is your number one asset as a company, okay? Especially as a CEO. And we need to identify where your time is spent. And especially even in your products and services, even when it pertains to AOP, people don't do that when it comes to your AOP, right? Were there seasons that are just bigger, right? Every year we have an awesome Black Friday. Uh, and yes, there's questions on like, does this apply to healthcare or service-based? This applies to every industry type, right? Because it's gonna look different for your industry, but you're gonna have seasons of it. Maybe you enroll all your patients. Maybe you do an, a membership thing for your customers once a year and there's an annual enrollment, right? That could be a campaign. For a service-based business, maybe you do, you know, your offers, you have a launch season, right? So all of this can be applied to your um, to your industry. There's four different verticals I would say we are really good at at CEO school um, and it's services. So services are like super, like is one of our highest uh, verticals. So agencies, lawyers, professional services, um, coaches, done for you services, uh, all the things. If you're providing a service, and you're invoicing for that service, whether it's a website, whether it's DIY, whether it's for legal services, whether it's digital services, whether it's coaching services, we crush that. Two, product-based companies, so actual physical products, um, retail, e-commerce, like, um, e product-based, It's even though that's digital, but product. Three, I would say this even applies to, we have so many healthcare professionals, like doctors that have like practices and offices and like optimizing time and optimizing like physical businesses. So even physical businesses, this applies to. Laura, let me know if I'm leaving anything out, but I said four. Um, so healthcare, professional services, product-based companies. Um, and I would say in even like coaches and stuff kind of fall under that, uh, what I categorize as services. All right. So, um, and then digital companies, that was it. So digital, passive companies, courses, online, online businesses. All right, so really think about the seasonality in your business. And you might say, I have no seasonality. I sell exactly the same thing every single month. That's cool, but do you have to? Would it be awesome if you only had four major, like instead of doing uh, your big launches or your big campaigns, like every single month, would it be awesome if you had it for the quarter? And maybe that'll save your energy. So think about how your business is timed. Also, really, you have to think about your team's time, right? So when we take a look at these products and services, we often view it just from our lens. But you've got a lot of resources that are writing on it. And so one of the things that I'm excited for is our annual conference, right? So how often do you want to launch it? Monthly, quarterly, annually? It's so important for you to have a proper plan in place of when you're going to have your services delivered. Also, I believe in scarcity. If you're always doing everything all the time, it's not very special. So are there ways to kind of hack, even from your customer mindset psychology standpoint to say, hey, you know, I run this, even if it's like a done for you, even if it's a product-based service uh, company, like this applies to everything. Could it be monthly? Could it be quarterly? Could it be annually? So we kind of have our series of products, right? Monthly is our club. The podcast is weekly. It's two shows a week. I consider that a product, even though it's free. It takes time and energy. And I got to know how much time, energy, dollars, resources is that going into, right? Um, energy, right? Six questions to ask yourself. And don't worry, you're going to get this whole um, workshop again. So you'll get the workshops. You can take notes. Um, 
what like is this actually aligning with your values right like are these the right customers that you want to bring on board if you haven't fired a customer yet it might be time to fire a customer that doesn't serve you right or if you're like hey i want to serve this style of customer but i'm stuck with these styles of customers you're only going to keep attracting that style of customer if that's what you're going to go after. Part of our retreat, we had a woman. Um, she's so fantastic. She is an app developer. Um, Viv, do you think I can get a water? <coughs> <coughs> she's an app developer. Yet when we looked at her business model, thank you so much. She literally did more websites than apps. And I'm like, why are you doing websites? She was like, well, I keep showing up to these networking events and I did this person's website and they're like, now I'm the website girl. And I'm like, well, you're attracting what you're putting out. And so if you don't like doing websites and she's doing it because there's she's getting money for it. So she's like, oh, I'll just do it. But what is that, what's happening? Is it stopping her from actually attracting the clients that she wants to actually receive and do, do web-based applications and to do mobile apps? And so we literally left that retreat. She's literally turning off. And although right now it's hard to be like, yeah, we're just going to turn it off because she's got bills to pay. Right now she's doing like 10 sites per quarter. We're going to tailor it back every single quarter until next year. She's not doing sites anymore. She's taking that energy and putting it into driving the apps. And we actually did, she did one app per quarter, but it drove twice as much revenue on one app than it did on 10 websites. And she never saw it that way, right? Because it was just coming. This is why zooming out is so important. Valuing time is more important. Valuing your energy is more important. When do you actually want to take off? Okay. This is like not part of like corporate AOPs that's ever taught. But here at CEO school, I want you to put in your time and energy. For our um, boardroom or 2.0 cohort right now with our million dollar cohort, they're at the level that they're, I want them to take the entire month off and this one month off in the summer, four weeks. That's what we baked into their plan. That doesn't mean that their plan changes. They just have to have things automated, set in advance. And maybe during that time, they're they're front-loading the sales for the previous course. So they gotta hit, they gotta hit their plan. If they're not hitting their plan, they're not gonna be able to take off. But it gives you that mindset to say, I gotta push hard here because I wanna take that month off or I wanna do that. How what would it look like if I literally allowed you to take, you have permission, right? To take off. And so for me, for CEO school, as I think about next year. I don't want to be running any co- anything for myself in July. And this next year, I'm going to challenge myself for December, okay? Uh, I know we're like in the middle of launch right now and I've literally told my launch manager, we get to do this twice a year. And the way that the cohort stack up is like everybody wants to enroll for like 22, like the beginning of the year, which I want all of you there, but I got to figure out a way that I don't have to do, uh, which I love to do this, but I'd love to be off uh, in December. So this is also the reason why everything kind of closes by Friday and then I'm off until January. So I get to take at least two weeks off and then four weeks off in the summer, which is pretty insane. I don't think I could have ever imagined taking six weeks off of work ever. Um, And I think we can do more for all of you. So energy, time, that's all part of how you're thinking about your financial forecast. Running a business is hard. Managing employees is hard. Getting customers through the door is even harder but getting paid shouldn't have to be. This is where Stacks Payments is here to help. As an intuitive platform for invoicing, recurring billing, in-person, as well as online payments, Stacks is a one-stop hub to get you paid. What's even better? Stacks has one flat fee for the month. 
instead of percentages you can't understand. Stop spending time tracking down customers or payment tools that fail on you. Set your automations up with Stacks Payments today. As CEO and founder of Stacks and CEO School, it's been my mission to support female leaders, founders, and CEOs. With Stacks, I'm able to do so by providing fast, easy, and affordable way to process payments every day for you. Thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you guys enjoyed the module and are ready to crush 2023. We are linking everything in the show notes. So come check out the links. And I cannot wait for you to come join us in 2023 as part of CEO Schools program. It's a 12-week program where I am your head coach and guide you through our principles on scaling. So it is the program. We only launch it once a year and it is open for enrollment and is going to be the best cohort yet. If you want all the details, click the link in the show notes and we can't wait to welcome you and to see you crushed 2023. Thank you for tuning into today's show. If you loved it, leave us a review. We are so proud to bring you authentic conversations, game changer expert guests, and valuable content on and offline the best compliment you can give us is by screenshotting today's show and tagging us on Instagram at CEO School and at Sanira Madani. We are obsessed with swag, so don't be surprised if we want to send you some. Thanks for tuning into class today. And remember, nothing bad happens when women make more money.